Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number seven. In this episode, we'll be venturing into the somewhat tricky subject of weight loss. I'll be going over how I feel about weight loss goals and about focusing on intentional weight loss. But before we get started, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And I want to take a quick moment to thank those of you who have already left a review for the podcast. It really means so much to me, and it makes all of the work that goes into creating these podcast episodes well worth it. So if you find this or previous episodes useful, I'd really be thrilled if you left a review. And I'd also be really grateful if you could share this podcast with a friend who might benefit from it as well. All right, let's get started. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, mother of five, someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I'm so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Okay, so today we are talking about weight loss. This is a pretty hefty topic, so I've decided to split it into two episodes. Today, I'm going to be going over three main questions, and those are, number one, why are we so obsessed with weight loss? Number two, is weight loss all it's cracked up to be? And number three, is it okay to want to lose weight? And then next week in part two of this episode, I'm going to be answering the questions, is it helpful to have a weight loss goal? And is it okay to work with someone who promotes weight loss? Or is it okay to be a promoter of weight loss to help people lose weight? So the first question, why are we so obsessed with weight loss? It is no secret that our society values thinness. And we are constantly receiving messages that small bodies are better than large ones. And that in order to be happy or healthy or worthy or accepted or successful or admired, etc., etc., then you must be thin. And we also receive messages that if you're in a large body, that means all sorts of ridiculous and untrue things as well, like you're lazy or you're undisciplined or things like that. Now, unless you're in a big body right now or have been in a big body before, you probably don't realize just how prevalent these types of messages are. Just like I know that I'm not fully aware of how many racist or homophobic stereotypes are out there because I'm a white cisgender woman. And I'm also happy to see more and more people in the world kind of calling out and fighting against weight stigma, but we still have a long, long ways to go. So where did these messages about weight come from? I've pinpointed three places that I want to go over today, although I'm sure there are others as well. But the first place I thought of is, I think part of the reason for these messages about thinness and fatness is that each generation has been passing down the same teachings that they received, and we haven't yet been able to break that cycle. It's the water we all swim in without even realizing it, and it's only gotten stronger throughout the years. We have before and after pictures. We've got weight compliments. We've got so many images and messages portraying women in objectifying and sexualizing ways. And this all has just led to this story that we've been led to believe. Uh, Another reason, number two reason I thought of, of why these messages are so prevalent, and we touched a little bit on this last week, but it's that the beauty and the weight loss industries are big money makers. 
and they thrive off of the insecurities of people, particularly women. And they know that if beauty and body size standards are set just beyond the average woman's reach, then their products will continue to sell. Now, I want to be clear, I don't have a problem with with individual people or even companies who are involved in these industries. I believe a lot of them are great people who are just trying to help women. It's the overall messaging that we've been receiving from these types of industries about women and about women's bodies that I take issue with. And the third reason I thought of is the health industry, of which I am a part, really hasn't done us any favors in this area. Without getting into a big history lesson involving certain people within the health industry, uh, let me just say that some past research findings have been twisted and skewed and blown out of proportion, and other ones have been completely ignored and not publicized that have helped create this fear of fat and this, quote, war on obesity that we hear so much about these days. Now, I'm not saying it's a big conspiracy theory or anything, but it is pretty interesting to dive into how some of these government policies and these teachings and recommendations came about. And maybe I'll dive into that in future episodes. We'll see. So the second question I want to address is, is weight loss really all it's cracked up to be? Is it as important and desirable as we have been led to believe? Well, the diet industry, along with the health industry, these both make weight loss sound like the holy grail of health and happiness. They insinuate it will lead to all sorts of things, including that it's going to fix all of our medical issues. But the truth is, nearly all of the so-called weight-related health problems that we encounter can be improved or even reversed through habit and lifestyle changes, whether or not weight loss occurs. Now, let me repeat that because it's so important. Numerous studies show that issues such as type 2 diabetes, hypertension, um, high LDL or bad cholesterol, and low HDL or good cholesterol, uh, high triglycerides in the blood, certain types of cancer that are related to diet, these can all be improved or eliminated through practicing healthy behaviors, even if weight does not change at all. So to me, that's just proof that it isn't the weight itself that is the issue. It's the behaviors that generally have led to the excessive weight um, that is actually causing these issues. In fact, in her book, Nourish, another book that I highly recommend, um, registered dietitian Heidi Schauster wrote, weight's role in health is exaggerated, really. The reason that research studies and reporters in the mainstream media often connect the two, is that the habits often associated with those who happen to be in the highest weight categories, such as eating beyond fullness, eating outside of hunger, sedentary lifestyle, etc., do indeed affect health. It's the habits and not the weight that are the problem. Health is not determined by weight, but by habits, genes, and environment. Now, I do want to point out that weight alone, so meaning the mere presence of excess fat stores on the body, can bring with it some health concerns and some discomforts, such as making it harder to get up and down, um, issues with chafing, strain on joints, things like that. We've also seen with COVID that the virus attacks fat cells and certain immune cells within fat tissue, which according to my brother-in-law, who is a pharmacist, is actually really rare for a virus. 
But we have seen that the mere presence of fat tends to make COVID more dangerous for individuals. So once again, I'm not saying that there are no risk factors, but the amount of importance that we have given weight and which category we fall under on a BMI chart is so overstated. In fact, a fairly recent review of dozens of studies involving hundreds of thousands of people found that those in the, quote, overweight category, so a BMI of 25 to 30, actually have the longest lifespan. So there, again, is just kind of another nail in the coffin for this theory that fat equals unhealthy. And the final point I want to make here is that even if you do feel like your health would benefit from losing weight, I still don't believe that focusing on and stressing about your weight is going to be beneficial. And we'll get into some reasons why I believe that in the episode next week. All right, so on to my third question. Is it okay to want to lose weight? Well, given the society that we live in, even if you recognize that you don't need to lose weight for health reasons, that you could make health changes and that you could become healthier with or without weight loss, it's still completely reasonable that you might want to lose weight, even just for aesthetic reasons. Again, this is just a direct result of the messaging that we've received that thin bodies are more desirable or beautiful or whatever than larger ones. Now, I don't think it's vain or silly to want to change your body to fit societal pressures. Not at all. In fact, I think it's completely normal and understandable. But I want to offer to you that those messages we've been hearing and believing are simply not true. Happiness and worthiness and success are not reliant on being thin. I promise this is true. Otherwise, every thin person would be happy and successful, and every large person would be miserable. And obviously, this is not the case. In fact, I'm happier and healthier now than I ever was back when my body was smaller. And yet, on the other side of the argument, being thin does make it easier to live as a woman in this world for the most part. Weight bias is real, and many women in large bodies have to deal with a lot of unfairness. But should we be promoting weight loss simply to help people live up to a messed up societal ideal? Or should we spend our time and our energy and our resources challenging that ideal and the messages surrounding it instead? So maybe you're wondering, well, what about those people who might be more comfortable and perhaps even healthier at a smaller weight? Well, I say we help them incorporate changes into their life that have been shown and proven to promote health such as exercise, having a healthy relationship with food and eating a balanced diet, uh, getting enough sleep, etc. We show them how to turn those behaviors into habits in their life so that they'll continue doing them and make sure that they're actually habits they enjoy and want to continue doing to have a happy life. And then we help them make peace with their body regardless of its size. And I've heard it taught that permanent weight loss is impossible or has a 95% failure rate. But I think that those people are confusing the statistics on sustainable weight loss with weight loss through dieting. As we discussed last week, it's true that diets have a dismal 2 to 5% success rate. Success meaning just that they'll help you lose weight and keep it off, with most resulting in long-term weight gain, not to mention the higher risk of eating disorders and decreased body image and worsened long-term health. Um, but I personally believe that it is possible to get our bodies to a smaller weight that is sustainable if as long as we do, are doing it on our body's terms. 
Just because you desire weight loss doesn't mean that it would be healthy for you or that it is what your body would choose for you. The trick is your body is the only one that knows what its happy, healthy weight is. It also happens to be the one that controls your weight. So ultimately, it really is in charge. Unless, again, we are doing things to manipulate it, such as going on some unhealthy diets. I just want to say that the day that I decided to put the fight down with my body and just accepted the fact that it was the one in control of my weight was honestly a beautiful day for me. So what if you are one of the many people in the world who want to lose weight? It's been my experience that women in all sizes of bodies want to lose weight, at least at some point in their life. And again, I've certainly been one of them for most of my life, really. Well, first, I suggest that you explore the reasons why you desire weight loss. There are lots of reasons people might want to lose weight, but I think most of those reasons fall under two categories. Number one is they want to feel differently. They either want to feel differently physically or emotionally or oftentimes both. And number two reason, the number two reason is they want to please somebody else or maybe be treated differently by others. The reasons have to do with other people. And you might be thinking, well, don't most people want to lose weight so that they look different and just have a smaller body? And yes, but that's only because they think that that will then make them feel differently when their body is smaller. So let's talk about that first one. Maybe you want to feel differently. Let's talk about feeling differently emotionally first. Maybe you want to feel better about yourself and your body. You want to have more kind and loving thoughts about yourself. Well, the great news is that this can be worked on no matter what your body size. Since our thoughts and our beliefs cause our emotions, which then bring up more thoughts and more emotions and so on and so on, then working on those thoughts and beliefs can help us feel better. The bad news is that this is much easier said than done. So you might need to get some help in this area and it's probably going to take some time, but it certainly is possible. And then the second thing is they is maybe you want to feel differently physically. So maybe you want more energy. You wish it were easier to go up and down stairs. Uh, maybe you want to lower your blood pressure, things like this. Well, I have more good news. Like I mentioned before, you can get these things by making healthy lifestyle changes, whether or not your weight changes. But maybe you want to feel better physically in that you want less chafing. Um, you want to fit better in chairs. You want it just to be easier to get up and down and to move around. Maybe you want less joint pain. I understand that these things can be a real struggle to live with. And I certainly empathize with anyone who, dealing with any of these issues. Again, working on healthy habits and behaviors very well might, over time, help relieve some or all of these issues. But I still don't believe that doing things for the sole purpose of losing weight if it's going to negatively affect your health and well-being in the long run, is worth it to eliminate these problems. My husband has a misaligned disc in his lower back that results in chronic neck pain. Now, he could have, have surgery to get it fixed, but he feels that the risk of back surgery outweighs the benefits of getting rid of the minor pain. A chiropractor has given him some exercises that he can do but other than that, my husband just tries to keep his neck massaged and kind of just deals with the pain as needed. Thankfully, his doctor or his chiropractor hasn't recommended dangerous and ineffective ways to help treat his issue, ways that result in worsened neck pain down the road. That would be ridiculous, right? 
But this is what happens with heavy people all of the time. They're prescribed harmful and ineffective diets. They're told to essentially starve their bodies by following very low-calorie food plans. Or they're even told to have bariatric surgery, which is a very risky procedure that has lots of long-term side effects. And these recommendations are all in the name of, quote, health. (laughs) Something just doesn't quite seem right about that to me. All right. And the second reason that you might want to lose weight is you're trying to please somebody else, maybe your husband or your doctor or your mother or somebody, or you want to be treated differently by others, maybe these same people or just by society as a whole. You want to be treated with more kindness and respect, which is, again, totally understandable. This is why people like me and other activists are working hard and putting ourselves out there to try to end the weight stigma and bias and injustices that are so prevalent in our society. I hear you, I feel for you, and I sincerely hope that we can shift the messages. But in the meantime, we can't control others. And do we really want that to be a reason that we do anything in our lives, particularly anything affecting our health? What other people think is their business, and we just have control over ourselves. Now, it's certainly reasonable to maybe have a conversation with people in your life if needed. You might need to set some boundaries and let them know that you will not tolerate comments about your weight or your body. And of course, we can speak up when we hear fat shaming or discriminatory messages um, show up around us in society. I really hope that as more and more people speak up about these kinds of things, then we can start seeing the tides shifting a little bit quicker. And we don't have to speak up in mean or argumentative ways at all. Remember, these people have been given the same messaging that we have, and they're just confused. But again, I just plead with you, please do not do anything harmful to your body or your health because of other people. Okay, I hope that you got something useful out of this podcast episode today. I know this can be a difficult topic to navigate, but I hope that I gave it justice and didn't offend anybody and maybe gave you some good food for thought. Uh, Be be sure to join me next week when I tackle the questions, is it helpful to have a weight loss goal? And is it okay or helpful to work with a person or company who promotes weight loss? I've got some really great information to share on both of those topics, so I really hope that you join me then. All right, thank you so much for listening today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon. Do you want to ditch diets and eat more intuitively, but you're just not sure how? Well, I have a course designed just for you. Help Through Habits is where intuitive eating meets habit formation. It's a step-by-step guide for turning the principles of intuitive eating into doable, sustainable habits in your life, so you can become the healthiest possible version of yourself. This is where the magic happens, my friends. This is how true health is achieved. You're not going to want to miss out on this life-changing course, so head on over to healththroughhabits.com to check it out.